and welcome to GHL Podcast number five. I am Brian Holland, and joining me tonight, very special edition, we have the owner of the 2017 Grey Tower Cup champion, Hartford Mariners, Jedediah Folks. Welcome to the podcast, Jed. Thank you, and hello, gentlemen, and anyone else listening out there. Uh, I mean, first, uh, I guess I guess it goes without saying, uh, congratulations, you, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a pretty surreal uh, uh, feeling. It, it definitely, um, you know, it's uh, game seven was 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 even 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 after uh, those last couple late goals, it was still you know up until I saw it was under a minute to go, mm-hmm. thinking anything can happen, you know. Yeah, when you got that three one lead, I'm like, all right, you know, Jed Jed's gonna pull this one out, you know, be be another one of my boys getting the win, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then it kept going, and it kept going. I'm like, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, no, no offense to uh, Alaska there, but you know, it's it was really good to to see you pull that one off. So congratulations, man. Thanks. Uh, feels good. Yeah, and, and definitely uh, Alaska. They they put up uh, quite a good fight uh, to get to to keep themselves in things, and yeah, and I I noticed a lot. It uh, made it entertaining for the neutrals out there, which is nice because it you know. Uh, drums up interest. Exactly, exactly. It's good to have one of the, especially one of the new blood guys. I think all the other ones that have won it have been there either from the beginning or pretty early on. And this is what your third season. Yeah, this is my third season, and uh, I gotta say it's been it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I think my very first year, I I was coming in with a team that had been in last place the year before, and I wasn't sure. I was, you know, I had to figure out the league, and I really thought my first year I was just going to be happy if I could be competitive on a, on like a day by day basis, and I made the playoffs, and that was more than I could ever have expected my first year. And you know, the, the team's just built since then, and this year, you know, I felt like I had an opportunity to to go out there and make a play for a cup, and it worked out for me. Nice, yeah. I mean, you did uh, you made all the right moves, and I'm pretty sure you won. Did you win GM of the year? I did not. I did who vote won? for myself for who, that, though. Who, who I, I have no that? shame in saying that. Okay, um, I, might, I might cut that part out of the podcast. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe uh, Owen won for Moncton. Oh, yeah, you know, I did. Yeah. yeah, Owen, yeah, because he had the big turnaround and he came back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and to be honest, well I mean, so, some, some of my big trades were with him. So I think he and I had, what, I think he and I had maybe three trades during the season. Some of the uh, at least a couple in the in the late part of the off season leading in, and then another one partway through, like in the second half of the season. I think we had another trade, and I think there, in in a lot of the cases, there were trades that were both sides benefited. It's it's you know, and it was one of those things where I don't know how often that happens with other teams, but it was it was a a, a cool kind of experience where we both seemed to leave feeling happy about where we were. That's cool. That's nice too. You, know, you both made the playoffs, and uh, both of you saw some success. I know uh, Owen beat my brother Chris in the first round there, and obviously, you know, you had a little bit more success. So it, <laughs> it you know, kind of worked out for both of you. I'm sure Owen wish it worked out a little bit more, but you know, only one team can win it. Yeah, I know. It's it's. Uh, I'm trying. I'm I'm just I'm just working on trying to be humble. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll try my best. Uh, that's a that's a true hockey man right there, trying to be yeah. humble. Put the team first. We yeah. had nothing to do with it. One one game at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so one of the things I, I 
wanted to try and do with the podcast was to interview an owner, you know, every once in a while, just so everybody can get to know everybody else. Uh, you know, really, and, and I've been around the league since the beginning. I don't really have a good one-on-one relationship with a lot of guys, even though I talk to them via trade and all that stuff. So, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get to know, you know, a little bit about who, like, the different owners are, where they're from, what their background is. So, you know, first, I mean, where are you from? Like, who are who is Jed? Who are you? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> and, Even the first- and, we, and we got to keep it short because this is, uh, you know, only a half hour, 45-minute podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, basically, uh, moved around a lot as a kid, a little bit as an adult. I've lived in, what, seven states now? But I've lived in Pennsylvania more than the rest, but I am a native of Connecticut, which is why I chose Hartford when I came into the league. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, and you're, you're my age, right? You're around 35? Uh, yep. yep. Okay. That's great. Now, now, I have to ask this. I, I'm pretty sure you told me this story before, but... So you you're in Connecticut, you're in you're in Pennsylvania now. How did you become a Florida Panthers fan? Oh yeah. Um well, let's see. It was the early 90s. Uh Let's see. Early it was like early to mid 90s. I'd moved away from Connecticut. I was okay. I I moved away from Connecticut before I was old enough to really like I had an awareness of the Whalers. Mm-hmm. Certainly. But my family weren't Whalers fans, so it was kind of like it was kind of wishy-washy my, my 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 hockey my hockey fandom was was kind of general at that point so did you did your family have a team or were they just not hockey people um no my 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 uh my mom's always been a big Paul Coffey fan so like oh. in the 80s they liked to see the Oilers do okay. well and then like he went all over the place yeah, and yeah. wherever <laughs> Wherever yeah. he played, they liked. Okay. Um, and then he ended up with the Flyers right around the time that we moved back to Pennsylvania from North Dakota. And so it was convenient for them to just kind of stick with the Flyers after that. And so that's and so now my parents are Flyers fans. Okay, that worked out um, well then. Which is why which is why area. I give them Yeah. Um and I think it was just uh it was it was it was Van Beesbrook, the Beezer. Oh, like geez, he yeah. was on Sports Center a lot that first year. They almost made the playoffs as a first year team. And I it was that era where like every sport was adding teams. And so I just had this fascination. I'm a ge- I'm a geography nut. Okay. I liked seeing all these different places have teams that didn't have teams before. And it was just like one of those things that was uh, kind of like I didn't even realize it. Like I bought a Florida Panthers hat. Well, I didn't buy it. I was a kid. Someone bought it for me, but I picked it out. Okay. And then it just like just stuck. it just kind of happened. Like, and and then like once the Whalers left and went to Carolina, that was like the final like. Mm-hmm. It was a very gradual process. Gotcha. Where it just kind of became like, all right, this is my team. I'm stuck with them <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they've had they've had some ups. They've had some downs. Um, yeah. Yeah, what I mean, th- I still I still remember '96. Um, I was the only. I mean, I was in North Dakota then. I was the only Panthers fan, and there were there were a few guys out there that were Penguins fans, and I know that we beat the Penguins in the conference finals that year. So there was a little bit of uh, you know back and forth, you know, friendly ish. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure. And, and now it's just kind of like. Every several seasons, we have like a chance to like maybe make the playoffs, and I was like, "Hey, it'd be nice to win a series again." We never do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the last few years, you, you guys are right there. Like some years, it sounds like you guys are going to be contenders, and then for whatever reason, it just falls Man. through. They yeah, had, two years ago, I had a like, really good team, and I thought this. I, I was disappointed that this year's team did not continue that. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be like right there as good. Well, I mean, know? I mean, and I'm coming from an outsider. I didn't really pay attention all that much, but I mean, I think Gallant got a a raw deal there. Yeah. And you know, then I, I don't remember who the interim was after him, but he's gone now. Then they just mm. hired what Bugner, right? Bob yeah. Bugner. So it's 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 not a place where there's been a lot of it hasn't been very stable, mm-hmm. and it's so it's you know every and still even now every so often you'll see them on the list of teams you think might be relocated soon, and to be honest, like. I, I, I fell in love with the team. I didn't feel fall in love with the place. Okay. You know, I don't need them to be in Florida. So if they, they can move if wherever. They moved, you'd be, you, let, let me ask you a question. Would would you be happy if they moved? Would you be happier or does it really bother you one way or the other? Um right now I don't know. I, I let's put it this way. If they moved, I'd want them to move someplace further north. Mm-hmm. That makes you sense. know? You know, obviously obviously the dream the 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 you know shot in the dark dream is a return is a return of the NHL to Hartford, but yeah. I'd be I'd be happy if they moved to Quebec City. Yeah, I've I mean, been I, I've been to Quebec City. That's a it's a great place to go. Yeah, I really uh, feel I, like because they're in the the Eastern Conference, I feel like if they are going to move, they're going to move out there. Then they'll put expansion in Seattle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I like as much as I'd like it. I don't think they'll put an expansion team in Quebec City. I think they're waiting for someone to move. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. all right. Um, at least the last few years we've had Yager. That's True. always fun. Yeah, that, that's, that's one of the things I always I, – I don't kick myself because I had nothing to do with it, but I really wish the Flyers held on to him. Like, they just let him go for nothing. Yeah. That was, that was the, one of the stupidest decisions they've ever made. Mm. Well, uh, I don't know about that. They made a lot of stupid decisions, <laughs> but, but that's one of their more stupid recent decisions. Mm. Connecticut School of Broadcasting, how long ago was that? That was 2004. Uh, four? Four. I can't yeah. remember if it was four or five. So wow, it was definitely two thousand four. Was the so, year my dad had cancer. That's how I know. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. Which also means he's been like cancer free for like thirteen years and now, which is also amazing. yeah. That's that's great. You know, congratulations on that too. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go into Connecticut School of Broadcasting because um, <laughs> obviously I'm not using that at all. I yeah, don't, I, I don't I, know what you're up to right now with your, uh, no, with your I, career. I got I got two internships in minor league baseball off of that. And that's basically what I got it. I mean, and maybe those things look good on my resume, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm still, obviously I'm still paying that off. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> CSB stuff. I but, mean, I've um, got, I've got this like incredible podcast career going on right now. So it's obviously yeah. worked out really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder what happens to what's happened to some of the other people. I feel like anyone that I have any, well, whether or not I actually talk to them, like I think, other than you, uh, Nick and Joe are, the, I think, are the only two I'm still aren't, like I'm Facebook friends with, and I have no idea about what's going, on, what's happened with anybody else from that from back then. I ran into Nick at a bar like about a year ago, and yeah. he, he was doing some sort of like a podcast, and he was interviewing with WIP. Yeah, but, he's done. I think he's done I, a couple. Yeah, but I, I recently looked him up to see what he was up to, or. You know, to see if the podcast was online or whatever, and he hasn't done anything in quite some time, so I don't know yeah. if that that went anywhere. 
Um, I feel like that might be something he kind of does on the side with whatever he probably does for his day to day. And it might be one of those things that happens mm -hmm. when he can get people up for it, you know, yeah, like a once in a while kind of a thing. Exactly. All right. So back to GHL enough, to enough with real life, Jed. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like you, Jed. You're a good guy, but <laughs> I, pretty much I'm, you know, a lot, a lot of the other guys probably don't care about you in real life. They want to hear about GHL. Yeah, that's that's, right. what, that's what we're here for. So tell Absolutely. me, from from one champion to another, how do you build your team? Like what what do you look for? Do you do you try to win like center down? Do you try to win from your defense through your goaltending all around? Like what like what's your what's your strategy really? Does it depend on what the cards are at the beginning of the year, or do you just have like one strategy and you try to build your cards to match that? Well, for me, um, this year it had a lot to do with, with a pr very particular goalie card, the Elliot. Mm -hmm. um, I felt when the cards came out this past off season, and I had his card, I really, I really, I really do lean a little more towards defense and goaltending. Mm -hmm. I've had pretty decent defenses, I think, all three years. I mean, and they've progressively gotten better. Okay. Um, and I was willing, and even, and I was willing to trade some. Some some very good de uh, defensemen this year in pursuit of bettering my team though. So I had to, I had to think about that, but definitely when the cards came out, Brian Elliott's card, you know, just like that's what I noticed, and I was like, okay, if I've got this kind of guy and I can get a decent backup for him, and build and build around that along with the other players I've already got in place, I feel like I can compete. That was my mindset. I knew I had to make a lot of trades probably to do it, mm -hmm. which means I which means I did not follow um, <laughs> the mantra of the last podcast of holding on to your draft picks. <laughs> well, see, well, um, I, I, I just I, I want to maybe not reiterate, but I just want to uh, to restate my stance on that for a team that is is trying. If you think that you can like get yourself over the hump, if you're like really trying to compete to get to the final piece. Then I can understand. It's it's the teams that are either on the bubble of the playoffs or are missing the playoffs, and and it's a consistent like you know. So there are some teams that miss the playoffs almost every year. It's those teams where you're so far away. You know, don't don't lie to yourself. Realize where you're at. You're rebuilding. Hold on to your picks there. If it's a team, you know, you're 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 a prime example. You you know, you won your division. You're right there. You're probably going into the playoffs. You know, you, you were one of the top two, three teams that everybody was predicting to win. And, you know, that that's where you make those moves to move your picks because hopefully, and it worked out for you, you had the 31st pick overall this year, which is, yeah. you know, which is, which is a good problem to have, you know. Um, oh, I don't have it. Somebody well, else has it <laughs> True. But, but that's all. I don't saying. have like, a single pick left. Yeah, I did notice that. But, like, but that's the thing. Like, th there are times where it makes sense to trade your picks. I'm not yeah. saying you always have to hold on to your picks, but, like, if you're a middle of the road team, a draft pick is a lot more valuable than, you know, a backup goalie or a third oh, defenseman. Yeah. You know, especially those first rounders. Like, I, I, I've, I've gotten. I felt that, that my first year. Yeah, I've gotten like top ten picks for, you know, maybe a decent, you know, a halfway decent guy, but you know, he's still a guy that probably is going to be a UFA in like four years. You know, and. He's not going to help out in the mm -hmm. long, long term, and he's going to be more expensive. Yeah. So, and I know that in my case, like I know the trade that probably, I think the trade that got a lot of attention that a lot of people were surprised about was the uh, 
the one for Joe Thornton, mm. and which was also which partly because I gave up so much, but I I know I had at least one person uh, uh, private message me after that, and I was explaining that. I wasn't trading all that for Joe Thornton. I was trading some of that for Joe Thornton, and I was trading the rest to get rid of Mason Raymond's contract, <laughs> yeah. which I couldn't have gotten rid of any other way. True. Yeah, and I so, mean, that, that's another part where draft picks come into play is getting rid of contracts. Yeah, because I was all, I was about bringing on guys that I knew were going to take up some some cap room, mm-hmm. and so I knew I needed to, you know, I needed to squeeze as much space as I could from time to time. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things too, I believe, where certain guys have can have great cards, but they're very inconsistent. You know, mm. you, you look. I'll, I'll take an example of a guy I had one year. It was Andrew Hammond. You know, he was unbelievable during that what twenty twenty five game stretch with Ottawa a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he had a great card. I knew what I was getting. I knew chances are he was going to be garbage the next season, and he was. But like, there, there's a difference between like trading for a guy like that. Versus trading for a guy like Joe Thornton, who you know is going to be upper echelon type player year after year after year. Yeah, you know, it's. So. I think that that makes a huge difference too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to know who you're trading for. Don't go for, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Don't don't trade for a Matt Reed when he has like one twenty goal year. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely, something like that. And the thing is, uh, to go back to the original part of your question, as you know, my I mean, or my first part. My first year, um, I did hold on to more of my draft picks. I think you know, I got an offer. I think my very first, the draft uh, was one of the very first things I did after joining the league. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think it was like maybe a month in, if that. And I had the number two pick, and I had an offer to 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 drop down to number eleven and get a and and get a player, a player that I asked for. That player turned into Boone Jenner. The pick turned into Olimata. The pick that I the pick that I would have made with the number two pick is Jacob. I don't know if is it Truba or Trauba. Uh, I think it Truba? it's Truba. Yeah, who then I traded for this year anyway. So now I've got offer. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you know, it's just uh, yeah, the complete circle. Sometimes things come around. Yeah, and I know that you know the thing is I know my team's not going to be my cards aren't going to be as good next year for a lot of these guys. There's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of drop off, um, but. It was worth it for this year, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that goes on a fire sale. I know my team's not going to be a top contender next season, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go for the playoffs because, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just all about like you know respect and self respect. You know, it's you, yeah. you have pride that you want to go out oh, yeah. there and and uh, yeah. And this isn't knocking anybody else that like rebuilds or you know immediately does that because that works too sometimes, but. You know, it's it's nice to, to go out there and just give it your best shot. Now, that was actually going to be my next question. How are things? I know the cards aren't out yet, and uh, I'm, I'm being patient with Glenn, even though I'm like, come on, Glenn, yeah, yeah. put them out, come on, Glenn, put them out, come on, Glenn, put them out. <laughs> and I and I know the playoffs. Just I felt that like two. Weeks, I felt like that two days after the finals was over. I was like, <laughs> I want to see cards now. Let's keep it going. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, I lost in the first round, so I've had a lot of time to be. Uh, to be thinking about cards and strategizing and trying to figure out what I've got going for next year. But I, I know the cards aren't out yet. And so I don't mm-hmm. know how much you've really looked into it, but if you're anything like me, you've looked into it. <laughs> how, how do you, how do you think you'll do next year? Like what do, do you think you, you already said you're going to take a step back? Do you, yeah. But you, you think you're going to be 
I don't know, like a, a bubble team? Do you think you'll definitely be in the playoffs? Like where, where, where do you see yourself regressing from this season? Obviously, um, goaltending was so far up there, and we know Elliott had a down year. Yeah. Um, Enroth did pretty well, though. Yeah, Enroth. Well, he only got into a few games. True. So I'm not. I'm not really sure what his. He got into a few games. Didn't really do that. Didn't do that well. So okay. I'm not sure how that's going to affect his card. Um, I'm not really. Like. Like I'll, I'll put it out there now. Elliot's the guy that I'm holding on to when we put our expansion list out there. Elliot's the one that I'm that the, is the guy that's going to be on that list. Um. Because I feel like, well, assuming he has the best card of the, of, of the three guys that I had playing last year, I'm kind of going off that uh, assumption right who now. Else, who else do you have? I've got, well, there's Enroth and Ryan Miller. Oh, that's right. Mil- and Miller had a decent year last year. Yeah, like it's it could it could be possible that maybe somehow Miller has a better card and I decide mm-hmm. to hold on to him. It's really, you know, I don't know that he'll have a better card, though. So I'm kind of, you know, whichever one has the better card is the one I'm going to hold on to. And... Um, I'm losing a lot of guys. I've got, uh, I've got seven guys, seven UFAs coming off the books, including the likes of Thornton, okay, uh, Christopher Stieg, Jason Demers, uh, Jake Muzzin, amongst others. You know, guys that you know. I don't know how their cards are going to come out. Some of them I think are going to be pretty good. Some of them might be not quite as good as they were this year. But that's also, you know, there's, there. You know, I think it's like close to twenty million that's going to come off the books, maybe something like that. I think I might be accounting for one of my, for whatever my one-time waiver is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's going to be cap room to maybe, maybe add, add something, maybe hold on to a couple of those guys. But I also have my RFAs finally to worry about, yeah. you know, like Jenner, Trocheck, Mata, Truba. All four of them are RFAs. Okay. Um, so they're all going to get raises. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least that's the way I'm looking at it. Unfortunately. Um, and I do have a few guys who aren't even going to have cards next year, guys that I traded for that I had this year. Like, Cafe, he's, he's, he's still going to be on the books mm. for another year. So that could be a buyout, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, his is kind of cheap. Steve Downey's probably going to be oh, my buyout because okay. Steve, yeah, because Steve Downey's like close to 3.4 million or something like that. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That sounds, that sounds like a buyout candidate to me. Yeah. But I think one of the big things that, you know, one of the trades I made late in the season got me Ryan Getzlaff. So all of a sudden I have another big time veteran who's under contract for a while, Okay, you know, and it's going to, he's, he's going to be my best card. I'm very excited to see what kind of card he's going to be. Cause I didn't even have him until what January, February. And yeah, I, I think that turned into quite a nice pickup for me. Uh, Pavelski is usually pretty solid, <laughs> spectacularly solid. I think in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, based on uh, based on the uh, consummate voting that came out today. I don't know if you caught that or not. The, the, did you Did you take a look at the consummate uh, this, I, this I, afternoon? I, I actually uh, I voted for it. What was the last day? Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yeah, so, yeah, Thursday or Friday, and I, I forgot all about it, and I put it in. I didn't get a chance to see who won, who uh, who did get yeah, the top Pav- one. Pavelski won, Enroth finished second, okay. Trocek finished third, Thornton fourth, and McDavid fifth. Okay. So, but everyone but McDavid got at least one first place vote. I think, so I, went, I, think I went Pavelski, Trocek, and then uh, Enroth. I think that's what I'm, I did. I think I went. 
I actually went Enroth first because I was thinking as I would look at it from a team standpoint, but I went Pavelski second. I'm not surprised he won because mm-hmm. he was, I mean, he didn't have a bad series all playoff long. All four series, he he was solid and good. Trocek had three solid series and one a little iffy. Thornton had a couple of great series. He was he he didn't really do anything early on in the playoffs, um, but he but he picked it up towards the end. And for me, I I, fa- I imagine Enroth got a little bit got discounted a bit on account that he wasn't playing every single game. But for me, the one thing that I keep in mind with him is that he finished every series. True. That that game five finals blowout, notwithstanding, he was the wit- he was the winner in every clinching game yeah. that we played. And you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. And like after I after I thought about it, after I put in my voting, my ballot, like GHL is different than the NHL because NHL. I mean, this year is different too because you had Mark Andre Fleury, then Matt Murray. But yeah. generally speaking, you know, for the most part, NHL you ride your workhorse through the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, you, you'll see goalies getting, you know, the 14, 15, 16 wins when yeah. they're going away. Mm-hmm. So, in the GHL, you have to do it completely different because of stamina and, you know, fortitude yeah. and stuff. And really, you know, I know, I do know when Chris won it, he had Schneider. But even then, I, I forget who his backup was, but I feel like he played a bunch of games too. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's it's really tough. Looking at now, I probably would have voted Enroth first, like sitting down and really thinking about it. But, um, but yeah, that's that's one of the big differences between the GHL and the NHL. Uh, Definitely, is that you do need to work two goalies, uh, even during the course of the regular season. You need to have it's it's more of like a a one and a one A as opposed to like a one and a two in the yeah. NHL. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's I mean, and that's kind of how they were for me. Enroth and Elliot, they. That's kind of how they were, and in the and before I got Enroth, I don't I won't say I considered Miller a one A, but mm-hmm. I was giving him more starts than I probably would have given a backup under other circumstances because he was earning the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and it's funny uh, how sometimes like the goalie with the better card will actually end up having like the worst stats. Yeah, you know, well, and of course, of course, the trade one of the big trades I made with with Owen from Moncton involves uh, trading Lundqvist. And I got Miller back, and I don't know if that's the same trade that I got Trubin or something else. We had a couple of biggies. Okay. Longfist went on to have a great season in Moncton, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. He there was did. there yeah. was there was a there was a bit of a time where I was like, hmm, but there were so many other guys involved in that, you know, I couldn't just look at like one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Longfist was up there. He was a Vesna candidate, I believe. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. If, I, don't, I don't remember if he won or not, but I know he was one of the one of the nominees. We have some off-season stuff coming up. What are you most excited for? Are you most excited for the expansion draft? Even though we don't have a new owner, and the, uh, that 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 irks me a little. You know, I, I, I understand. Yeah. I, I understand. We 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 and, and Scott's going to do a great job with New York picking the team and everything. But it it really it's a little disappointing. It, it, it is. It is, and especially when we had like at one point two or three owners that seemed interested to come in to do the expansion. And then, yeah. no, and then none of them did it, and that's nobody's fault. I'm not blaming anybody, you know, any of the current owners. I'm not blaming those guys. Like, you know, the GHL can be overwhelming. It can be very yeah, daunting it's, if it's, you don't have the time. It's for one it, of the reasons. It's, it's one of the reasons I've. It's one of the reasons I've never. I've brought it up the fact that I'm involved with it with a few of my friends, mm-hmm. but I don't think I trust any of my friends to be able to like 
put in the kind of time they would need to really participate. Exactly. And, like, and over the years, I've tried. I've brought in a few different guys. Um, my brother-in-law, Mike, he was the owner of Suffolk last season for the one year. And yeah. he just he couldn't do it. He didn't have the time or anything. Uh, I don't know if you heard about uh, Sal before you came in. My first year, everyone thought I was Sal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, long, I got used long, to it. But... Long story short, Sal owned... Uh, Hartford. He was mm-hmm. he was the previous owner of Hartford, but he was also the previous owner of four other teams at the same time. Yeah, so yeah, that uh, unfortunately, uh, Justin, Chris, and I, more so Justin and uh, me, we um, with Justin and I, I should say, bear the brunt a bit. Yeah, we are uh, we the ones that really brought him because we were playing men's league hockey with him at the time, mm. uh, and yeah, like he he he's one of those guys who's like. He, he used to run a fantasy league that I was never in, but I, all I know is that he's like really involved in it. It was like, yeah, he's really into it, like, hundred, like whatever, making like billions of deals. So, like, oh, he'll be perfect. And then, mm. yeah. So, so, yeah. So, you're definitely, it was nice having you come in and taking over. So, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we can get another guy. Hopefully, we don't lose anybody. Hopefully, everybody returns. Hopefully, we can get yeah. another guy that comes in that's, you know, in the mold. We have a good group now. So hopefully we can get another guy that fits in. Yeah, that's what I think too. Um, and to to answer your question, um, I'm I'm very I'm excited about the expansion draft. I'm very it's it's very like kind of like of a curiosity. I like I'm really curious who uh, to see um, which players are gonna you know are gonna uh, which teams are gonna which lose which players. Mm-hmm. Um, despite it's one of the, it's one of the interesting things. Like despite being, you know. The, the the current holding champion now i i actually because i'm losing so many guys i had a pretty clear-cut choice mm-hmm. as far as i'm you know I, i'm doing the uh i'm doing the eight three one model the uh, eight forwards three defense one goalie it's, it's I, seven three one seven three one okay either way seven three well one. i I, I, right. I didn't want you thinking it was eight because then all of a sudden yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have to go from eight it's, to seven it might not be as clear-cut but yeah yeah seven three one gotcha um and yeah, like I, you know, I've, I've got the, you know, the three defensemen are, are pretty obvious choices. Mm-hmm. You know, the seven forwards are ob- pretty obvious choices and the goalie is just going to be a matter of whichever one has the best card. And I don't have a lot of, and I don't have a lot of guys that are uh, like the 2018 or later RFAs. I only have a couple of those I'm going to, that I'm going to be able to hold on to. But mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat fortunate that I don't think that whoever, I lose or like when it comes time, when, when someone says, Hey, let's take a look at Hartford. Yeah. There aren't, there isn't going to be a really, there isn't going to be a really good option. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that whichever of my goalies has the second best card is probably the, the best candidate to be picked because I don't think that, you know, the, the I don't think like the first one or two forwards or defense that are next off the list are, are necessarily going to be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'm, I'm also curious. The, the mm. one thing I'm really lucky at is um, I picked up Matt Murray mm. last offseason. Oh, yeah. And, and I gave up I was trying I gave I up was a bunch to get for him, too. I gave up a bunch for him. And this is before we knew what the expansion uh, exempt rules were going to be. So no, okay. I, I, I didn't know he was going to be exempt or anything, but he's a, a 2018 RFA. There you go. So he's going to be exempt. So I'll be able to protect Craig Anderson, who I think will have a better card this year. And then I still well, have good. Keith Kincaid. So he he will probably have a decent card, and 
it, it's tough because you know there's probably some bad teams out there that have absolutely nobody to pick. Yeah, and you know you you have like a halfway decent team. Like so, say a team like me, it's like maybe Kincaid would be better than a lot of other goalies, but at the same time, so might one of like my other forwards or defensemen or whoever's available. So I really, really don't know. Uh, you know who who's going to get picked up there. So it should be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And you know, just obviously the cards, the cards. Hey, Glenn, the cards. Um, <laughs> the cards. No, no, no. no. All respect to Glenn. He's done so much for this league, and especially coming out with like the new way of watching games mm-hmm. um, was fan is fantastic. Now, admittedly, the only game that I watched live was the first <laughs> period and a half of Game Five of the fi- of the finals. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's when I was like, okay, it's bad luck for me. Yeah, that that this. didn't go well for you, so that's when you stopped. Yeah, nice. yeah that was basically it. <laughs> that was good move. It worked out for you. Yeah, I'm a superstitious fellow from time to time. All right, one one last question. Uh, then I think we're around you know around 35 minutes right now, so we'll, we'll cut it cut it soon. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I I know I know that you were busy with the playoffs, so you might not have even gotten around to it. Have you talked to anybody else about like trades or anything yet? I know, I know. There's been a lot of trade talk going around uh, before the cards have even been put out. Have you have you done any trade talk yet, or are you waiting until cards? No, come out? I I honestly haven't. Um, and I th- I'm, it might be the kind of thing where I might not even really get that much involved until even after the expansion draft. Okay. Because like the guys that I'm planning to hold on to, I'm not necessarily looking to move them, but there's here's the one thing that I will say. Uh, I know that not all owners have the same attitude, but you can come at me with any offer you feel like. It doesn't matter how ridiculous it might seem, mm-hmm. and I'll take a look at it. Even if I may look at it within a second and be like, "Well, I'm not going to do this, obviously." Yes, but I, you know, and I don't know if I've always been this way, but I've in the last couple of years, especially, I've tried to, I, you know that my response will always be respectful, or at least I'll be attempting to be respectful and play. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Sometimes you get a little dig in your response from people when, when, when you make a trade offer and that's understandable too. But, you know, uh, I guess what I'll say is like, I'm not afraid to make a trade offer that someone else might think is a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you never know when you're going to find someone who doesn't find you think it's a piece of crap. Exactly. You never and know. That's when you can get it. And that's when you can get a deal done that'll surprise people and put you through the end. Exactly. And it's, it's not so much here. Here's one of the things it's like, I don't know if anybody necessarily is trying to rip anybody else off. I, I think everybody's trying to better their team. Yeah. And I think everybody goes into it like a car salesman and you know, you, <laughs> you, you, you don't, you don't put your best offer out there first. So you mm-hmm. always, or, or you're going to buy a new car or whatever. So you're going to go yeah. in there and you're going to lowball. And, you know, it's up to the other owner to see what's going on, especially if it's an owner that's been around for a while. So I'm not talking about, like, a guy who's new to the league, like, just came in. I'm talking about the guy that's been around, like, two, three, four seasons. I might give you a low offer. You can come with something else. And, like, it's just a starting ground. Yeah, and if you really like it, then that that's even better than – Bing bang boom, we got a deal, and you know we're off to the races. But yeah. but you know, like come back, come back and meet me somewhere else, or say eh, that that's you know that's a pretty crap deal. I'm thinking more like this, and maybe we could see somewhere in between. 
And, you know, I mean, sometimes you get an offer where it's, like, really bad and you're just like, nah, I'm not interested. And, like, you don't really come back at anything. Yeah. But as long as, like, I guess I'm trying to say is, like, I try not to get offended by offers. I want. I don't. I, 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 want, I, I, I want don't offers really come anymore. In. And, th- and that's how you stop getting offers to come in. If you start getting yeah. offended, be like, what the hell? Like, this is a shitty offer. What are you doing here? Then then people are going to stop trading with you. Absolutely, yeah. Like, as long, but if you're like, eh, you know, it doesn't really interest me right now, or you know, I'm looking for a little bit more for him, or I'm not trying to move this guy, whatever, however you want to word it, at least be respectful in that regard, and you know, go yeah. along your merry way. Yeah, because we're all we're all we're all we're all competing for the same thing. Exactly. You know. So I understand. I understand when uh, you know, when someone's trying to make an offer because they're trying, you know, they're 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 looking for the same thing I am. So. Exactly, yeah. you know what? That's, Respect in the game. And that's how you win the, the Great Tower Cup. So con- congratulations, Jed. Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, when's the season start? <laughs> uh, some Sometime in October. But oh, you know or, and have fun during the draft, all of you guys that have picks, <laughs> since I have none. Nice. Uh, One pick in two years, that's right. Well, you, you, know, you know as well as I do, uh, this is the fun time of the season. Oh, yeah, all season the, the 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 card release and you know again you don't have the draft but the RFA and the UFA and all the trades are going down in the off season. This is when it becomes fun. So uh, yeah. other than that, everybody get ready for those cards to come out. Get your expansion list ready, and I'll be talking to you guys in just a little bit. I think. Take it easy. Hey, you too. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>